Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. We've got a great program for you tonight for the first couple hours. Mitch Horowitz joins us, historian of alternative spirituality, one of today's most literate voices of esoterica, mysticism, the occult. Mitch illuminates outsider history, explains its relevance to contemporary life, and reveals the longstanding quest to bring empowerment and agency to the human condition. He is the latest book, The Miracle Month, 30 Days to a Revolution in Your Life. Mitch, welcome back, my friend. Thank you, George. Great to be here, as always. Tell me about the title, The Miracle Month. My contention is that 30 days is really what you need to turn your life around. You know, we are creatures of habit, and habits can be changed. And 30 days of productive habits, 30 days of getting rid of things that are superfluous or that cause you unhappiness, leaves the only thing that can be left, which is the real you. Now, when you say turning your life around, what's wrong with it in the first place, generally? I I think most of us, George, feel a real absence of productive, creative, ethical power in our lives. We feel like we're living by other people's decisions. We feel like we're in proximity to people, perhaps, who don't take us seriously or who make jokes and remarks at our expense. We feel like perhaps we're killing time through social media or you know streaming videos rather than doing something creative and purposeful in the world. We all have something that we want to be doing, and in these 30 days, I, I hope I can help myself and others get to that place. Mitch, I've always felt that a miracle was something God-given that uh, helps us out of some horrible situation, and whether through prayer or whatever, something changes it, and it's a miracle. But what do you think of a miracle? How do you define that? I, I, I define a miracle very simply as a, a, a fortuitous circumstance that surpasses all reasonable expectation. And the truth is, George, these things do happen to us in the same way that catastrophes or tragedies enter our lives, and they do. Absurdly good news enters our lives. Absurdly wonderful things enters our lives. And the truth is, we would all agree that sometimes people behave in ways that invite catastrophe. They behave in reckless ways, and they're, they're inviting tragedy or catastrophe into their lives. By the same token, I think we have to agree that our behaviors can also invite the miraculous into our lives. When when we bring this black cloud over our heads, I mean, we're the ones responsible for this, aren't we? We're the ones that are doing this. A great deal of the time. I'll always say, I'll always say, there are some times where accidents do befall people. I've never really caught into that expression, there are no accidents. I do think that people suffer from accidents. I do think that people suffer from unforeseeable mm-hmm. countervailing crises, sometimes health crises. And in those cases, an individual does have reason to feel that they have suffered, life has treated them unfairly. I have to acknowledge that. But the vast majority of the time, the vast majority of the time, absolutely, I agree 100%. I think we alone are responsible. And what about being in the wrong place at the wrong time? It does occur. It does occur. But we have to ask ourselves a real serious question. Did I want it? Did I want it? And I don't mean that in a heartless way, because the truth is, you know, I suffer from depression sometimes. I suffer from anxiety sometimes. I suffer from self-doubt sometimes. I'm no different from anybody else listening. But we have to ask ourselves the question, and it's a heavy question. Do I enjoy my suffering? Because we human beings do tend to be a pretty selfish uh, species. We do things because we perceive some reward in them. And my question to myself, 
My question to my friends, my question to the Coast family is, are we doing things to ourselves that we complain about, but that secretly we really enjoy? For example, sometimes getting angry, sometimes feeling anxiety brings a sense of drama or excitement into our lives. Sometimes we provoke other people into arguments because it gives us a kind of false feeling of life. We are responsible for a lot more that enters our lives than we often acknowledge. You uh, outline over the 30 days different steps in order to get to this point of uh, hitting something miraculous. We'll go through some of the points uh, during this uh, interview with you, Mitch. But uh, can people really change their habits to change and make a miracle? I would only say so having experienced it myself. I am at a point in my life today I'm 55 years old. I'm living out things in my life that I dreamt of when I was a little kid. And it took me a long time to get here, but I did get here. And the correspondence is uncanny. And I can't imagine there's anything about my life that's dramatically exceptional or different from anybody else's. I do believe there's an extraordinary congruity between what we really want and what happens to us. But the problem is sometimes we're not really frank about what we really want. So these 30 days are also a really heavy trip into self-honesty. The uh, first exercise that you have in the Miracle Month is entitled How Sick? Explain. Yeah. You know, one time I was sitting in a meeting of a group of esoteric seekers, and one of my colleagues in the meeting said, you know, I am, I'm so sick and tired of being scared all the time. I'm so sick of experiencing anxiety all the time. And one of the senior people in the group meeting said to him, how sick, how sick are you of it? Are you really so sick of it that you would do anything to upend those problems in your life? Are you so sick of it that you would do anything to invite a different, fuller, better existence in your life? Are you willing to sacrifice this suffering? And so that's the question I open the book with. You know, if there's something in your life that you say you really are tired of, again, allowing for the fact that there are outer circumstances that befall people sometimes, and I would never be callous about that. But most of the time, we're afraid to stand in front of the question, am I sick enough of this to really foster a change? In 30 days, will people see some kind of change? I, 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 I rarely use these words, but I'm going to use them tonight. I absolutely guarantee it. I absolutely affirm Wow, a Mitch Horowitz guarantee here. <laughs> I've lived it. I've worked with this material. I've sweat over it. I, I would never offer something to my neighbor that I hadn't tried and affirmed in my own experience. And there's more that, that unites us than divides us. My life can't be exceptional. And so I take seriously what I experience, and I try to share it with somebody else. Do you get spiritual at all, Mitch, in the book? Oh, yeah, I do. You know, I'm probably a little less spiritual in this book than some of my others. I mean, when I say spiritual, I mean a belief in the extra physical. I mean that we do have an existence that goes beyond flesh and bone. And I do bring that out in this book. I mean, I am a spiritual seeker, but... What readers will find is that this book is really concretely focused on very, very simple day-to-day activities. I'm going to jump around on some of these activities. Uh, you've got one that has to do with the airport. Uh, tell me about that. Leave oh, yeah, the airport. Leave, leave the airport. Leave the airport. Um, basically, one time I was uh, traveling in a foreign country, and my partner and I were at the airport, and we found out that the car rental agency where we had rented our car had gone out of business, and the place was recovering from a hurricane. It was total chaos, and everything was kind of falling apart. 
And the first possible opportunity we had to get out of there, I took, and I took it immediately. You have to act. Life favors action. When you're in a desperate situation or a bad situation, any decision is better than no decision. So leaving the airport in that case meant leaving a place that was chaotic. I hopped into a van for a nationally known car rental place. I didn't know where it was, what neighborhood it was in. I just knew it was a name I recognized, and I said to the driver, just take us wherever you're going to park your car for the rest of the day. We'll take it from there. You have to act when you're in a crisis. Do whatever you can to get out of it. Where do angels fit into this, Mitch? Well, it's an interesting question. You know, I believe in extra physical energies. I believe our ancient ancestors were right in identifying what we might call gods or deities. They simply personified energies that they detected in nature. I do believe that there's invisible help. I do believe in prayer. It doesn't have to be any one kind of prayer. It doesn't have to belong to any one religion. But I think we should take a cue from our ancient ancestors who knew so much about nature that these extra physical energies do exist. They can be petitioned, and we can form relationships with them, including at our darkest moments. You've talked about three conditions of a miracle. These are pretty important. Go ahead. Yeah. Now, this is where the book gets more spiritual. Here's, I believe, and you and I have talked about this in the past, I believe in mind causation. I believe in what we call the magic of believing. Yep. Basically, three steps to a miracle, super simple. A clarified desire, be really clear on what you want. A state of physical immobility, like the state that you experience just before drifting to sleep at night. And then, number three, run a scene through your head over and over, as long as it feels natural. A short, simple scene that implies the fulfillment of what you want, like maybe your boss shaking your hand and congratulating you on something. Let yourself drift off to sleep. Don't tell anyone what you're, do, what you're doing, and watch very carefully, watch very, very carefully for the desired thing to enter your life. Because miracles do enter our lives, but we overlook them, and we think, oh, that's too ordinary, or that can't be right, or that doesn't look like what I imagined. In ancient religious stories, there are very often stories of gods visiting people, or angels visiting people, or spirits visiting people disguised as strangers. Watch very carefully for strangers. Miracles enter our lives sometimes in very ordinary or very unexpected ways. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.